This is the Hans Shot First Podcast. They don't know it, I'm telling you. We'll be talking in-depth about common movie moments from my dead body. With the mix of all things pop culture along the way. Yeah, all Scott. Okay. Shot first. I'm Jeff, joined as usual by Scott and Alex. Say hello. Hello. Hey. This week we're talking about Drunken Master. Or the original title, Zeke Wan. Uh, 1978, this movie was released. <laughs> what? what? <laughs> yeah. That's what it says on IMDb. Uh, I'm sure I'm not saying it right. So this is this is one of those weird Rambo things. Where this is actually technically Drunken Master 2. Ooh. We're watching the wrong G- movie? No. No, it's correct. G Kun 2. Um, uh, or G. So. But I think it got re released as Legend of Drunken Master. Yeah, so, when. Yeah, when Jackie Chan was having uh, his Renaissance age over here in the United States, okay. they re released that movie. So what I was reading was wrong. Yes. Okay. Which we'll get into. I can't find it on IMDb then. <laughs> okay. Found 94? Yes. Yes, that's the one. All right. Drunken Master 2 came out in 1994, starring Jackie Chan and Ho Sung Park and Lung Ti, directed by Chi Ling Lu and Jackie Chan. Un- Credited. Uh, written by Edward Tang and Min Meng Tong. Good old Eddie Tang. <laughs> yeah. Um, his, I think his email is still tangerbanger at gmail.com. Sure it is. <laughs> Alex, you recommended this movie. Uh, what's your background with it? Uh, like I said, this is during the Jackie Chan Renaissance here in the States. And uh, I believe the this come out before Rumble in the Bronx? Or was this after? Keep talking, I will look it up. Okay. I think this had to be after. Yeah. But uh, when those movies started coming out over here, uh, I really dug them. But when Legend of Drunken Master, like, when I saw that for the first time, it just blew me away. It's, it's by far, in my opinion, the best Jackie Chan movie ever. All right. Well, uh, Drunken Master 2 came out in 1994, Rumble in the Bronx, 1995. Oh, wow. Yeah. That was way off. But mm-hmm. release in America could be different, right? I, I don't know. But mm-hmm. But I, I do, I think I did see Rumble in the Bronx first before I saw this one. Me too. Scott. Uh, so I saw the re-release in the theaters. Um, and it, like you, Jeff, have been confused on the title ever since when I've, when I've gone back <laughs> to see this. Yeah. Uh, it's it's a little too long. Uh, and oh, even, I disagree. Even back in the early aughts when I saw this, maybe late 90s when they had the re- I forget when it was in theaters here, but uh, some of the comedy didn't land then, it didn't land now. <laughs> but other things in the movie more than make up for it. As, as we'll get to. Yeah, I, I definitely enjoyed singing in the theaters. Alright. And I have never seen it. And I failed to do my homework this week. So I will be uh, absentaining. Absentaining? <laughs> absentaining. Uh-huh. Absentaining. Well, let's just get that absentanium. You have to start the core. <laughs> yeah. I will be abstaining from my uh, portion of this project. Jesus. I haven't even drank. Well, I will not be giving my review or li- list items. I will be moderating, and that's it. Deal with it. <laughs> but I, but I will watch it, and I'm sure I would love it because I love Jackie Chan movies. It's gonna at least get a five guaranteed. Drunken Jeffer. There you go. Um, and, uh, which also makes sense why I didn't know which movie I was looking up. Hmm. There it is. There it is. All right, as usual, we're each gonna talk about our top seven lists, even though I'm not doing it. So whatever. Alex, number seven. My number seven is. It's only at my bottom because it's a given on every Jackie Chan movie. It's one of the things, like a little cherry on top. 
is all the bloopers and all the failed the times that they failed the stunt in the movie it's great to see and it's also very painful oh my gosh oh my uh, gosh yep one of the <laughs> whenever they do the, the when they did the fight in the uh Ironworks and one of the barrels. He, he didn't quite roll away fast enough from one of the barrels that was falling down. Crashed right on him. Uh, when he was on fire, they put him out real quick. Well, that that was So I have more to say about that, but that wasn't a blooper. What, when the can hit him? No, the can was the the being on fire. No, they re-showed like, a lot of stuff when he was on fire, like the well, aftermath of it. Right, right, yeah. I have more to say about that. But, the, but yeah, when they, when they run face first into each other... <laughs> that was awesome. They're both just bleeding and stunned. Like. Uh, yeah. I mean, when that worked on screen, it was amazing. <laughs> one of the best parts of the movie. But, yeah, that one take. Jeebus, they almost knocked each other out. Like, so the, the one guy who's the main villain is actually, at least for some point in Jackie Chan's career, was his bodyguard. And he got a uh, part in this movie. So, <laughs> I. That that scene though, when he's just laying on the ground, like, like they're they're both just holding their faces, like ah. <laughs> You're not doing your job, Kevin Costner. Exactly. All right, Scott, number seven. Uh, but number seven is, uh, and I've written down here, spousal and child abuse is hilarious. So, obviously, it takes some of the sting out here that Jackie Chan is obviously older than the guy that plays his father. <laughs> <in this movie. laughs> um, but yeah just all the jokes about how he's gonna beat his wife but she starts fake crying and then he won't do it and uh, like I, I get that it's kind of a period piece but it's just not funny it wasn't funny back the first time I saw it uh, I'm willing to bet that Jackie Chan would not do that now even Jackie Chan with all of his national stick bullshit when I do that now um no but I know they they went too far it didn't age well it went too far it is a period piece but it's also to make the father character like seem very hardline and everything so when he finally shows a softer side it kind of uh juxtaposes that so so, I mean I did like that but like everything it's it's rough well no I mean it was a lot of it was just unnecessary to get to that part to get to that point yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, when he's like pouring yeah. the the wine on him and making him drink, that's that's fine. That's all you really needed. Like the, <laughs> but when he's just like whipping him, it's like, oh, this is supposed to be funny. And then, uh, you know, when he's, oh, he's, getting, when he's gonna get to beat the the wife, like that's not funny. And yeah. also just the overacting for that, which which is on purpose, but just none of that stuff lands for me at all. Uh, especially when Jackie Chan's dubbing himself. <laughs> <laughs> it just—it's that much worse. Uh, man. Although he does a good job of crying in that next scene, I'll give him that. Yeah. Like a few scenes later, uh, he genuinely looks uh, remorseful. But uh, yeah, that just does nothing for me. It was like a scene that lasted like ten minutes that could have been three. And the whole joke about how she's pregnant and stuff—like, it's eh, just not funny. Just All right. Alex, number six. My number six is <laughs> that uh, at the at the very last scene when they're like, "Oh, where's Fei Hung?" and the dad's like, "Oh, he's still recovering from you know all those adventuring and all the fights and stuff." <laughs> I like that that is the character's reason for not being there, and actually Jackie Chan's reason for not being there <laughs> on the last day of the shoot. Ugh. <laughs> oh. They could have just Wait, ended, is, that, they, is that a real thing? I don't know. I believe so. I don't know, but for some reason, everybody else is there celebrating except for Jackie Chan. <laughs> well, it's, it's, like, it's uh. the, the uncle character's there. Yeah, he oh, finally he ma- makes an appearance. <laughs> yeah, uncle, uncle. But it's, uh, yeah, it's, no, nah, it's unnecessary. <laughs> I guess they had to wrap it up somehow, but it, I, I would have been yeah. fine if just it ended after he passed out. I don't know. Is the theory that Jackie Chan was just hurt and resting, or drunk, or just done? Hurt and resting. Okay. Yeah. 
And you said Uncle Uncle. Is that the same one from Rumble in the Bronx? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, nice. It's, it's Uncle in every movie. Well, in this oh. one, he doesn't play his uncle. He's like an official that comes and congratulates him for um, rescuing China's artifacts. Gotcha. You'll see. All right. I will. Scott, number six. You'll all see. Uh, so my number six, um, and it, the same problem that we run into the, this is like the third time we've done a Jackie Chan movie, uh, it's difficult not to just break it down into this fight scene, this fight scene, this fight scene, but really that's what these movies are for, that's what Jackie Chan yeah. movies are about. Uh, so the first one of those for me is the the fight in the beginning underneath the train station specifically. Uh, with all the spear and sword work, while they're just like crouched down on their quads, like ah, that had to take so long to shoot because they probably had to stand up like <laughs> like every ten or fifteen seconds. Yeah, between to, takes. To get back down. Yeah, yeah. Just because they're so hunched down, but they're still moving so fast. And the the sound effects for that scene are over the top, but they really make it pop. Like you know, normally I could I could take or leave all the those <laughs> sounds. Um, but they 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 would actually really add something here with the the spear and the sword uh, as as they're like under the the deck as it were uh, and you had typical Jackie Chan fights where you know just narrow miss after narrow miss after narrow miss with the spearheads and swords and it's fun right off the bat so that's my number six all right Alex number five. My number five is this is one of those rare movies where the stepmom is the good guy. She's always defending Jackie, spoiling him and stuff. She's not like an evil stepmother. She's always uh, covering for him and finding ways to help him out. And I thought they had like a really cool uh, relationship, pretty cool dynamic. And even when Jackie wanted to be responsible and not fight, she's like, ah, don't worry about it. Here, have some wine. (laughs) Drink this. So I'm guessing she's a bit of a bad influence. But, <laughs> but I do like, you said that the whole her being pregnant thing wasn't funny. Yeah, most of it isn't. But I do like the, the way that she was uh, really going over the top and crying and then trying to dive on her belly and the dad kept having to catch her. Uh, yeah, there, there was some fun that's stuff. Really there. cool, like, yeah, physicality yeah, stuff. Yeah, there's some fun choreography there. That, that's true. But, like, the acting uh, the, involved with that does nothing for me well yeah because i mean she was faking it she wasn't really pregnant she just said that i i get it i understand that i don't think <laughs> you do <laughs> um, kind, of, kind of a, a sad note on that actress uh so she i think she here we go what <laughs> nothing what did you think i was gonna <laughs> say you know no, what you're about to say. Let's hear it. Just go, Scott. <laughs> uh, never mind. <laughs> I was going to talk about how she died of cancer, but obviously... Oh, great. Way to bring down the whole podcast. Yep. We well, were having fun. Obviously, Alex thought that was uh, going to be, like, I don't know, too boring a thing to say. So Let's move along. Not boring, just Captain Bringdown over here. Scott, what's your number five? <laughs> uh, uh, the actors had cancer? So, my number five is the, going back to another fight, uh, I have Chain Guy Fight. <laughs> um, oh, that was cool. I like how that guy's wearing, like, a scarf and, uh, <laughs> and the, the safari hat for no reason. Uh, and he, he was like... There's always a reason to wear a safari hat, Scott. That's true. Yeah. It, it is very fashionable. He was going hunting. Uh, he's, yeah, he's going, he's going hunting for iron, for steel workers, steel mill workers. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh yeah, he's like, as Alex likes to say, like likes to say, greased up and ready to go, mm-hmm. <laughs> showing off the guns. But yeah, sure the, was. the way he kept wrapping the chain around his fist, and the the way they kept swinging it through the fire, and uh, like lights the first guy on fire and hits him, um, and they they do some cool stunt work with the chain. Uh, it was it was a cool um, final. I don't know. This was a video game. The second to last boss fight. Uh, mm-hmm. He looks like the guy that played Vega in the Street Fighter movie, but that's not him, is it? 
Uh, could I, be him. I couldn't say. Um, I was looking at the credits. I think there's a, a Korean guy. I think that was him. Um, or maybe not. Maybe something else. Mm. Uh, but uh, any, anyway, uh, yeah, just like you exotic-looking villain with a chain. <laughs> it worked. It played, as they say. Yeah. Since I have nothing to add, I will just say when you said all greased up, ready to go, it reminded me I did listen to that episode a while ago, and that was pretty hilarious. <laughs> go back and listen to the Predator, folks, if you haven't listened to it. Alex <laughs> was in rare form. I think we all were. I know. I think we filmed like or recorded two episodes, three, three episodes that day. We were drunk. <laughs> Last thing I heard was all greased up and ready to go. <laughs> yeah, that's what you said. <laughs> Ooh. Well, it was the last thing I heard. <laughs> All right. Uh, I think we're on to Alex number four. Yes. All right. I like that there's always, in every scene, there's always a little bit of fun injected, like, in everything uh, that this movie does. Not only with uh, Jackie Chan, even on scenes where he's not in it, where we go to the steel mill for the first time, and everybody's working hard. And then there's one guy like on the one of the carts just rolling down the rails uh on it kind of like a skateboard like pushing it but also holding a full like tea set in his hand. It's stuff like that. Everybody climbing into the train through the windows and everything. Um and the mom didn't want to get caught by Mahjong. <laughs> it's like, "Hey, whose money is this?" She runs really impossibly quick to grab the chips out of uh, Fei Hung's hand. So I like those touches. Very good. Scott, yeah. number four. Okay. Um, so going, going back to Alex's number one with the, the stunts. Um, number seven. Yeah. Oh, you're, you're number seven. Sorry. <laughs> uh, the, the post um, end credits, like Alex said, Jackie Chan movies, um, usually shows nothing but bloopers. But this one, they... They have a couple of uh, messed up stunts, but they also show like a little bit behind the scenes of what he had to do for some of the stuff. And like Alex said, he basically let himself be lit on fire, and then you can tell when the the scene cut, and then like eight dudes run out with fire extinguishers and hose them down. Mm-hmm. And that was like, I don't know, seventy five percent of the precautions he was taking. I'm sure he was wearing like something that was flame retardant. Uh, but yeah, plus it looked at least. I don't know if he... I, I'm hoping he was wearing that flame gel for uh, when he was lit on fire. He was definitely wearing it when he uh, got kicked into the coals. Yes, so I was going to talk about that next. So there's a, there's a cool scene that they, they, they put in slow motion for more dramatic effect. Where, yeah, there's like a... I don't know, like a 4 by 10 bed of flaming coals. Um, so this is not CGI. <laughs> and he gets kicked nope. into it, as Alex says, and lands on his back. And then crawls like backward, so basically like on his ass and elbows to get out of it. And uh, again, he crawls out of that thing, and there's eight dudes there hosing him down. Some guy from off off camera like tosses him like a wet rag to like start wiping down his face, and, uh, and then he just walks towards the camera, just kind of like breathing hard, like yeah, that was kind of <laughs> fucked up. Like he doesn't say anything, yeah. but. <laughs> And the, There's no thumbs up, no nothing. <laughs> yeah, uh, and then uh, it's kind of cool. I, I I don't know if they did it in one take, but it, like they, the the villain is the one, the main villain that kicks him into the to the pit. Um, it's like following him around the pit to kick him again, but he's got to oh, yeah. do it like really slowly. He's got to like do it dramatically, <laughs> so because he can't just go around and kick him back in again, like like a like if this was more realistic. So he's got to wait for him to crawl out, but he's got to like make himself look like, I don't know, like Godzilla. Like he's like stomping around the edge. It's it's kind of weird looking. Yeah. Uh, but there wasn't really any way around it. Uh, yeah, it's just again cool, just a little bit behind the scenes, which you usually don't catch with Jackie Chan stuff, uh, and just the the lengths he's willing to go to. Uh, and yeah, maybe he did get some second degree burns out of this. Who knows? I, I will say that during the movie when. Uh, after the the coal scene, um, and he's looking down at his hands, 
and like the skin's peeled and blistered off of it. Uh, that's pretty brutal. Like that. Yeah, I know. That made me cringe. Yeesh. Like, out of all the violence in this movie, that was the only one that was like, oh. Uh, so. This isn't the movie where he slides down the electric light pole through the glass and everything, is it? Or no? No, no, no. That's no, a different one. No, that that's incredibly hardcore. But no. <laughs> yeah, that's the one where supposedly he really got messed up. Yeah. Or at least his hands did. Uh, so, yeah, just setting himself on fire is my number four. All right, Alex, number three. My number three is, I did like that they tried to inject some drama into this movie. Because you know how there's, um, like, these really good uh, dramatic movies and they inject some comedy in it? And this was kind of flipped it, where this is a really good comedy action movie. But they sprinkle in just a bit of drama. It's overacted, of course. It's melodrama. But still, they didn't keep it, like, 100% serious. So I like that they sprinkled that in. They they gave uh, some weight to some of the characters. Um, so it wasn't all, you know, like, fun and games. It was good to have that, to, to, like, have it be, like, a counterpoint to all the, like, goofy action and stuff that was going on. I mean, as, as like, a hero's journey type thing... Uh... It was better than, than not having it. Uh, yeah. And the problem is it's it's super established Jackie Chan at this point. So, like, there's no doubt that he's going to, like, wind up kicking ass at the end of the movie. So well, of course. That takes, but... that takes some of the, like, drama out of it, at least for me. Eh, not for me. All right. I mean, it's, it's Jackie Chan, so of course you know, but the character in the movie... I, I mean, the way the movie's presented, like, it was just one, that one spot in the middle just to, like like I said, I guess try to make it more interesting. Um, it, like, I don't think it made it better or worse. Like, it was just a thing that happened to move the story along. Hmm. Well, I liked it. Made it better for me. Better than the average Jackie Chan movie, I should say. Alright, Scott, number three. Number three is uh, kind of a more narrow part of a bigger fight scene. So the I guess would you call it a tea house, Alex? Like the oh, two, two, yeah, two-story restaurant. I, I, I got a special shout out for this. I don't for know this scene too. And uh, they fight the Axe Gang, which is awesome. Yep, I completely forgot about that. But uh, toward the end of the fight, it goes on for a while because uh, they're like him and another dude are fighting like eighty guys. Uh, mm-hmm. there's a bamboo pole that gets split somehow. And I still don't... I, this is, like, the fourth time I've seen this. Maybe you can explain this to me, Alex. Yeah. What, why does he have to, like, hose himself down? It's because he keeps scratching himself, himself because it's too um, sharp and it's scratchy. So once he, you know, when he's greased up and ready to go, along <laughs> with, you know, and he greases up the pole, it's he's able to slide... Uh, more easily. Uh, I mean, that's. So that, I mean, that's. I that, mean, that, that's, that's the I excuse thought. that's given. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I thought, but like, it just didn't make any sense. But anyway, this pole gets split, and then it's like the most brutal. And then it becomes the most brutal weapon ever in any martial arts movie. Yeah. Where like this thing, it, so it's a bamboo pole. But yeah, it kind of splinters at the end, and there's like, I don't know, like a dozen slivers of it still attached to the pole. Oh yeah. Kind of like a. a I don't know, like a broom, I like guess? Like, it's all, it's all frayed and stuff at the yeah, end. Yeah, like a rake. Yeah. Yeah. And it touches guys, and their, like, skin just rips open. And he just swings this thing around for, like, five minutes. <laughs> and it's just, like, a cast of thousands just holding their faces with blood dripping out of it. Like, it mm-hmm. might be one of, the, like, like, the bloodiest scenes I've ever seen, like, outside of, like, Kill Bill. <laughs> like, even though there's not, like, gush, like, blood gushing, like, everybody's getting torn up. Uh, but mm-hmm. it's still rad, and, and they're doing cool stuff with it. Uh, you know, impossible stuff. It's still cool. Like it turns into like a, a catch, where he's like yeah. he's able to splay it out and then pull it back in again, kind of like a, uh, an accordion, I guess, and catch weapons in it. Um, and yeah, he just basically uses this pole to fight off like an entire gang. Uh, it's a you know just very inventive uh, weapon use of a, a bamboo pole. Mm-hmm. His bamboo is magical in kung fu movies. Oh, it's Chinese bamboo. Yeah. So. Yeah. But yeah, I, I like that. And the, and the fact that they're fighting the axe game. 
Not to mention all the the benches that he like chained together. Yes, yes. That he was just swinging around at the when he was uh, caught at the bottom. And when he did the, the monumentally stupid move of jumping downstairs all alone. <laughs> yeah, honorable mention to the table spin, by the way. Oh uh, yeah, that was pretty awesome. That was rad. Uh, all right, sorry. Is this axe gang a, a thing beyond this movie? I don't know. Maybe. Oh. Okay. Uh, yeah, they. I mean, they might have been a gang because they they show up in several <laughs> other movies. I mean, I only know them like historically. Yeah. yeah. So, oh, okay. I want to say I've heard him in another movie, but who knows? All right. Uh, I think we're in Alex number two. Yeah. Lots of benches getting used in this. Point, anyway. <laughs> oh yeah, they get broken a lot. <laughs> yeah. uh, my number two is, of course, just the amazing fight choreography. Uh, is it's out of this world in this one because there's a lot of a lot of stuff. Yes, flying around and possibly, and you know that it's done for real because it's Jackie Chan and his crew, like, totally went through it. Like, when he's getting the purse snatchers, he puts, like, the purse up to a guy's face, pulls it down, punches him in the face, then throws it up in the air to distract another guy, <laughs> kicks him in the chest, and then he catches it. It's, it's total insanity. And flipping, like, the bottles that he, the bottles of uh, liquor that he's trying to drink. Uh, one of my favorite gags is uh, <laughs> when he's on top of another guy just resting and he's drinking a bottle of wine and then the guy like pushes himself up to get you know out from under Jackie Chan and he rolls away but Jackie Chan just stays in that arced back position drinking the wine as if he's still laying on something it's incredible yeah that's a good gag yeah not to mention the la- the the final fight scene in the ironworks <sighs> fucking intense Yep, much to say about it. All right. Yeah. Well, Scott, number two. Number two is the final boss fight. Uh, so, uh, you know, appropriately, the, the last guy he fights is the, the best martial artist next to him in the movie. And he's still not good enough until he goes into to drunken berserker rage. Uh, that's when he showcases a lot of the, the drunken boxing moves, which I have more to say about maybe my number one. Uh, but uh, yeah it was uh, a cool fight Um, you know it goes through getting kicked into hot coals uh, to um, at one point and this might be my favorite thing in the whole movie it's not even a a martial arts move at one point uh, he's he's getting kicked around by the by the the last villain uh, but he's already in drunken boxer mode because he's pound some alcohol and then he just walks off like angrily for a second <laughs> and like punches through a table and like a crate yeah. like because he's in a, like a berserker rage and like the villain's like what <laughs> <laughs> like i just love that he just walks off to do this thing like for no reason other than yeah he's he's in drunken boxer mood uh so that happens during that fight um you get a lot of the cool uh like close-up fighting this one more so than the rest of the movie mm-hmm. uh, where he's using the, the drunken moves to, to get in close um, the final villains like doing all the super cool like kicks uh, very similar to yeah, the really fast kicks yeah, Jesus. very similar to the one of the two guys that he fights and who am I on the roof where the one guy is all about punching the other guy is about kicking oh, and, yeah. like, this is like that guy <laughs> he's doing all the crazy stunt kicks uh, and yeah, it's it's uh, a nice balance of him doing all the kicks and um, Jackie Chan doing the the drunken boxing with the the short strikes. Other than when he does like the the, the you know, like the crane punches and kicks, I don't know what to call them. Uh, yeah, I enjoyed it. Good, good last boss fight. Mm-hmm. Was it Bison or Gorog? No. Wait, who was the final boss fight in Mortal Kombat? Uh, Goro. Yeah. Goro. Okay. No, I thought it was Goro, Shang Tsung, and then Goro. Or, or no. Goro and Shang Tsung? Goro was second to last. In yeah? Oh. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. Which is bullshit right. because, like, Goro was nigh impossible, and then he had to go fight Shang Tsung. <laughs> yeah. Alright, Alex, number one. My number one is I like the character Fei Hung. 
he's like a, a carefree. Uh, I'm guessing in the for the movie's sake, he's supposed to be in his early twenties, even though Jackie Chan is like fifty six in this movie. He's supposed to be in his early twenties, and he's always goofing off and trying to get away with stuff, and uh, through some uh, hardships, let's say, and family abuse, he learned responsibility. I don't. Th I don't think uh, you should beat your kids to uh, get them to learn stuff. Uh, but uh, it kind of works for Jackie. I mean, he's at he's at his lowest points when he's drunk and he gets the shit beat out of him, and then he, f he finds out that the old man is actually trying to save uh, Chinese cultural heritage from the invading English. Uh, so he fights like a greater cause to fight for not only that, but all his friends that got fired from the ironworks. So you you could see like even in the silly kung fu movie that there's some character growth there. By the way, he was forty when this movie came out. Mm -hmm. I'm curious <laughs> to see his the guy that played his father. So so yeah, Lung T uh, was born in. 1946, mm -hmm. and Jackie Chan was born 48. He would have been uh, 48. <laughs> okay, so I oh, know he he was born in 54. I'm saying yeah. he's yeah, be 48 years old. Okay, so, so he's eight years older. <laughs> Dang, his dad moves fast. Mm -hmm. All right, uh, we on uh, Scott's number one. Yeah. All right. So number one is the dragon boxing moves. Uh, so Alex kind of already mentioned the like impossible uh, like poses, I guess, stands. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that that they had to be using wire work for a lot of that, but uh, um, it still looks awesome when uh, he does like that that lunge punch. Uh, where he has to like stick out his other leg to bounce himself. Oh uh, yeah, he does that a few times. Uh, the I I don't know what else to call it, but like the arm roll, where he puts a dude's head between his arms and then rolls it around his forearms. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's stirring fun. the wine. I think. Yeah, like my favorite one though was the corkscrew. Oh, the bison torpedo. Yeah, <laughs> he does it <laughs> twice in the movie, and it's fucking awesome. Uh, like, yeah, there's a few other headbutts, which is cool. But the yeah, the corkscrew, uh, like wildly impractical, but it looks awesome on screen. Yeah. Uh, just just that the um, uh, when he's like running in close, where they, they fucked up and ran each other's faces in the outtakes. Uh, just him, he actually spits fire at a couple points. <laughs> <laughs> Which is super sweet. It's all part of the move set, uh, and uh, yeah, it's just it's nice departure from the usual uh, different animal styles, I guess. I, I don't know. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, so there. I I don't know that I've seen the other Dragon Boxing movie or movies. I've seen part of it. It's not great. Yeah, but uh, at any rate, it works here. I think we're I think we're due for another junk unboxing. Uh, it it does actually happen in. Um, it's either the the first season of uh, Iron Fist, or in Defenders, I forget which, where Danny Rand actually fights Drunken Master. And it's huh. it's one of the better fight scenes in the the whole series. So, that's but that's the last time I remember seeing anything like that. So we're, we're overdue. That's all I'm saying. What about that old man for virtual fighting? Uh, I think he's been around for a while. <laughs> Just saying. Well, yeah, he's old. All right. Any honorable mentions? Yeah. Uh, that scene, the axe fight scene, is also actually in the Enter the Matrix video game. So, if you guys haven't played that game, it was a huge success. I don't know why you guys haven't. Uh, when Neo gets taught Kung Fu, in the movie you just see him, like, uh, 
you know, closed his eyes and he's like, oh, I know Kung Fu. In, um, in the video game, they actually expand on that and he's actually uh, learning all these different styles of, you know, fighting in Kung Fu. And you have to play through them kind of like a tutorial level. And this was one of them where they have, and it's, each one is kind of like a, an homage or a scene taken from like a famous movie or an anime. And the X fight is uh, one of the scenes where he has to practice uh, some moves. So that was pretty neat. Hmm. I never played that game. You should. It's great. Okay. Go buy it at full price. <laughs> New? <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, Scott, did you have any? Uh, I think I, I mentioned mine already. Again, <laughs> he looks older than his dad. It's pretty bad. All right. Well, he doesn't I, have a mustache. He can't be that old. That's true. As usual, we rate on a scale of one to seven. Seven being perfection, one being absolute garbage. Alex, what's your rating? This is a six for me. As I said before, this is my favorite Jackie Chan movie of all time. Uh, it tries to mix in a bit more drama and a bit more character development than you know your average uh, kung fu movie. It's got amazing fight choreography that I still haven't seen. I've seen some like really, really good stuff. Stuff that comes close to this, maybe even matches it, but I don't think I've seen anything that surpasses the choreography from this movie. So, it's a six. Alright, and uh, obviously nothing for me. Scott? Um, ah, I love drunken boxing so much, but it's a little slow, a little too long. Uh, as we've already established, I didn't care for all of the <laughs> traumatic stuff or the comedy. Um, I, I think I enjoyed um, Who Am I and uh, Have we only done Who Am I? What, what was the other Jackie Chan that we did? Or not? I think we did Rumble in the Bronx, but that was like way back. I don't think we've done Rumble. I don't think we've done oh, Rumble. we haven't. Um, at any rate, I, I enjoyed have I a lot more um, so I'll give this a 5 alright sounds good now under our crossover list which is what Alex our top 5 favorite martial arts styles in entertainment Wait, what? what yeah I messaged you guys I looked at the spreadsheet it said yeah. drunken brawls I went to the spreadsheet and it said drunken brawls <laughs> yeah, and last time we said, then you guys were like, no, I think we've drawn Drunken Balls and stuff, so let's do something else. And I <laughs> said, all right, balls? Drunken, no. drunken Balls, I'll think of something else. And then in our group chat, I mentioned, hey, top five martial arts. All right, well, from now on, the <laughs> the spreadsheet is the final arbiter. Because that's what I look We at. hear it on shot first, <laughs> or high-quality uh, operation. One of us did not watch the movie, and two of us did the wrong list. Uh-huh. Or one of us did the wrong list. <laughs> we'll let you list. figure out who fucked up the most. <laughs> no way. I did the right list. Um, oh, well, this will be interesting. I don't know any martial arts styles, so that would have been... I would have vetoed that if I would have saw it. <laughs> if you would have checked your messages? Yeah, I just, yeah. Liked, I just liked it. I saw it. All right, let me see. <laughs> let me see if I can come with five here on the fly. Go ahead. Okay, please. cool. All right, so my number five is from another great martial arts movie that like came out of nowhere from Ong Buck, and I don't know the specific name of the Muay Thai style that he's that he's using, but all that stuff is great. A lot of elbows and knees, and flying through uh, barbed wire rings for no reason. Jeff, what's your number five? Uh, my number five fighting style is. Um... The bar fight scene in Inglorious Bastards. <laughs> uh-huh. When they're playing cards and then they drink and then they find out he's not a German because he already hits the wrong number of fingers up. And if, that, yeah, if you would have fought with those three fingers, it was a cool fighting style. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's called the Eins, zwei, drei fighting style. That's right. That's my number five. Scott. All right. So my number five um, is, is from The Matrix. And it's Neo's jujitsu. Uh, he doesn't actually use it, but he says it. Or no, does he say jujitsu or kung fu? 
He says, Kung I Fu. Do. <laughs> My, we have the ingredients for soup here. It's like the most quoted line of the movie, Scott. I don't know. For some reason, I was thinking, well, I know who you I guess I always like do that on purpose, and then I actually thought that was fine. Maybe. You incepted yourself. Yeah, yeah. Whatever. Uh, I'm, I'm going to get used to jitsu. <laughs> That's my final answer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. All right. <laughs> Alex, number four. My number four is from uh, Kung Fu Panda, and that's Tai Lung's fighting style. I don't know that they ever called it anything, but it looks a lot like Tiger like tiger style. But it could... I mean, he's a snow leopard, so... They could have just called it the Snow Leopard style, but I didn't. I don't know. It it's just looks awesome. Yeah. yeah, it's awesome. It's brutal. It's very like savage, even more so than Tigress's Tiger style. It's pretty awesome. All right, my number four style is vampire fighting pistol dick scene from <laughs> Dust Till Dawn. Uh huh. Yeah, pistol dick. Yeah. that's a legit fighting style. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. You just, you're at you're at a club. You're having a good time, and then they turn into vampires, and you got to whip out your pistol dick, and yeah, pistol um, dick. and you cut up, put a hole in your hand, and they shoot through it, and stuff happens. Scott, yeah. number four. Uh, number four uh, is uh, running counter to Alex's uh, Kung Fu Panda, and that's pose bear style, which you only see at the end of the movie, but it's fucking yeah. awesome. It is. Uh, when everything finally clicks for him, and we, I've said it a few times, that's one of the the, the best martial arts fight scenes in any movie. Um, and the whole movie's worth it just for the last like fifteen or twenty minutes. Uh, but yeah, when he's like walking toward uh, what, what was the villain Tai Lung? Tai Lung. Yeah, when he's walking toward Tai Lung, like in the full bear style, where he's like chest out, shoulders forward. Um, he like swats swats away like an attack like ah oh, that looks so cool. Um, mm-hmm. It only happens for like us like a few seconds, but when he goes full bear style, it's awesome. All right, you got something to say, Alex? No, that's great. I okay. agree. <laughs> All right, Alex, number three. Uh, my number three is from Street Fighter Two, and that is Ryu Ken's and their uh, no Ryu Ken. Uh, who's the, yeah, Goken, their master, and uh, what's his face? Depends who you ask, but Goki. Yeah, thank you. Their fighting style, which is the assassination fist or Ansatsuken. Fireball, deadly. Oh, deadly. Mm-hmm. The it. deadliest of martial arts. All Yukens were like the most overpowered move in like my childhood. <laughs> Unless you missed, <laughs> and then you were screwed. Yeah. <laughs> and, then, oh, and then Guile got you in the handcuffs. <laughs> That's he. You'd only do that with Chun Li. Oh, was that really a thing? <laughs> yeah, it was only Chun Li. Yeah. All right. Uh, my number three is awesome fighting move where you work out your abs, and the guy punches you in the stomach and. It doesn't hurt you. And then you spin him around really quick in his chair. And then you put his butt on a tray and you go, this order's to go. And you throw him into a pinball, <laughs> fighting style. You know, Jeff, your list is sounding an awful familiar. <laughs> I'm pretty sure we've done this list before. <laughs> Anyways. And then, look, and then you look at the camera and raise your eyebrows. I thought... It's working out. <laughs> yep. Working out style. I, yep. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and call one of Jeff's... Uh... Um, fighting styles up here. Uh, mm-hmm. The it, it's used to great effect in Commando. I'll just say that I'll, I, I won't I won't steal it from Jeff, but I'm guessing that's going to be one of his fighting styles. Uh, oh no, but I might add it. Okay, <laughs> uh, Scott, number three. Uh, but number three is Salat, the the short name for it, but basically the the fighting style used in the raid. Uh, so oh, the, yeah. the, um, the Indonesian, where it's all just close up and brutal and fuck up your p- 
component as quickly as possible, but it looks awesome on camera, as as we said when we reviewed that uh, that movie. So yeah, it's a lot, a lot of stabbing, a lot of people getting slammed into their head slammed into a wall five times on the way down. Mm-hmm. All right, awesome. Alex, I should watch two. that movie again. My number two is. <laughs> From uh, world-famous martial artist Frank Dukes. <laughs> and his Dukes Ryu style that he used in the movie Bloodsport. He knows the dim map. It is, it is the deadliest blow in all of martial arts. Mm-hmm. Bottom brick. Bottom brick beware. Frank Dukes is on the prowl. You break bottom brick, I break you. You say that five times fast. Nope. Shidoshi! This is for my Shidoshi! Alright, my number two fighting style is called I want your boots, your jacket, and your motorcycle. Or your clothes. Ah, easy there, Scott. There it is. (laughs) Yeah, Scott. And you have to be be buck naked and you go in there and you... You get a cigar stabbed on you, put it out in your chest, and then you ask for their boots and their clothes <laughs> and their motorcycle. And I, I use that line all the time at work, like a variation of it, like when I need to collect like somebody's, like portable hard drive or something. And I go up to them and I'll say, I, I need, I need your portable hard drive, your boots and your motorcycle, and everybody just looks at me, like I'm an asshole. Which, to be <laughs> fair, that could be for other things, but. Mm-hmm. They never get that line, and it makes me sad. And it makes me sad. Well, you should show them your style. I should. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Scott, number two. Uh, so number two is from Orgasmo. and uh, <laughs> Oh, fuck. I should have known this. And it's, I had this. it's hamster style. Uh, a, Damn, that's a, good. A form of martial arts that's so deadly that the... The Chotem boy, who uh, is a master of it, has, has given it up, has sworn off it, um, because you of still smell that newspaper. Because of how deadly it is. Uh, <laughs> Dead. I don't think I'm gonna do hamster style anymore. That's nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but when, but then, then spoilers. He actually uses hamster style, and it is deadly. He has to. Orgasmo hamster style, my number two. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, Alex, number one. <laughs> my number one is from the one and only Bruce Lee, Cheat Kundo. Yep, Cheat uh, Kundo is my number one too, but for a different character. Yeah, I'm not going to steal it because I was about to mention him. All right. But yeah, Bruce Lee's uh, very own philosophies and martial arts. Awesome. All right. Well, my number one. It's been changed because Scott incepted me. Um, it's Ball's Head. <laughs> the Ball's Head Commando style. Se- second only to the Dim Mock. As the yeah, third, second, second third, only. Third only to the, to the Double Hammer Fist. Yes. Yeah. Well, there's the Double Punch, too. It's a close second with the Double Punch. Not yeah. to be confused with what Scott, the, the Captain Kirk Double Hammer Punch. Not that. It's oh, just yeah. the two, two fists to the chest oh, okay. technique. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He turns but sideways. Head. Wham. Yeah. Any one ball's of those head. moves can single-handedly like win a fight with one, one fell swoop. Yeah. The guy's hacking you from behind. Down to the balls, up to the head. Done. Good night. He's one mean motherfucker. That's the name of that move right there. <laughs> besides Ball's Head. He's one gigantic motherfucker. Gigantic motherfucker. <laughs> I misquoted that movie, yep, too. Yep. Shit. <laughs> Scott, go. Well, I mean, if you're doing Running Man, maybe. <laughs> you know. Uh, so my number one is also Jeet Kundo, uh, because like Alex said, it's awesome looking, uh, but not not for Bruce Lee, which is based off of, but mm-hmm. uh, Spike Spiegel from Cowboy Bebop, which again we don't have to, you know, we don't have to explain this to Jeff. Right. No, not at all. But yeah, he uses <laughs> it to great effect, and I'm curious, you know, uh, I don't think we've talked about the live action at all. Maybe I'll mention that. But uh, there's going to be a live-action version of that with John Cho. So we'll mm. see how good his stuff is. Yeah. 
<laughs> serious. He did okay in uh, Star Trek, didn't he? Or am I thinking of the wrong guy? Um, he had yeah. the sword fight. I don't. Did did he yeah. fight in the yeah. other two movies? Oh, uh, I don't know. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, we'll see. I like John Cho, but I don't know that he's like Jeet Kune Do level of stunt. <laughs> yeah, I don't mm-hmm. know. About All right, I had one honorable mention. It's the Great Expectations fighting style. <laughs> Blocking punches in your face. I believe it's called Dancy Prancy. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, that's it. There's also the I Fuck Guys Like You in Prison style from Roadhouse. Yep, yep. Oh, yeah. Yep. Also deadly. <laughs> yep, very deadly. Oh, very, damn very it. Rapey. Big shout-outs to uh, Wimp Low in his my, <laughs> Your Foot to My Fist style. <laughs> damn, that's a good Foot one. to Your Face style. <laughs> Wimp Low. My nipples look like milk duds. <laughs> they have ices. All right, any other honorable mentions, or can we move on from this worst episode ever? <laughs> oh, well, we're all drunk to celebrate Drunken Master. Well, I've got, it's the legend of the Drunken Podcast. I mean, I've got a list of Drunken Brawls if we want to use that for something else. <laughs> for a list that we've already done, I know. Yeah. <laughs> Time for Alex Knows Sports. I'm Alex, and I like sports. Sports ball? So, sad news, Jeff, mm-hmm. especially for you. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe not especially for you, but it seems like Brian, guest of the show, and uh, Jeff's brother, has lost his fantasy football game wah, wah. in the last play. Why is this bad news for me? Did, did he have to... <laughs> I was going to take it out on you when he comes home. Did, did, when he comes home. Did he have to roll a new character? I think he did because his campaign is over. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's going to be a level behind everybody at least. If 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 the DM is nice, mm-hmm. otherwise you know you can just make him start from level one, and that's no bueno. <laughs> the offense, <laughs> the offense rolled a critical against the sack yeah. against his quarterback, yeah, and they, yeah. then he was up by point five points, which meant uh, he lost. Well, that's what but he gets it... for drafting all kickers. <laughs> but they're all... the coolest. Well, it's all. I mean. It's either that or all tight ends. Those are the two. That's, that's the meta. That's the meta right now. Mm-hmm. It's time for Neam News. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It was yeah. I I always love it when Jeff hits the eject button out of the sports section. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I wish I could do that in real life. Just <laughs> boss comes it's to my desk. It's time for <laughs> Jeff to get out of here. <laughs> All right, so uh, last Sunday was the Emmys. Um, I don't think any of us watched this because of alcohol, probably. but uh, mm-hmm. And because I don't care. I watched it. Yes. Oh, okay. Uh, With alcohol. So <laughs> I care. <laughs> Luke Skywalker over here. <laughs> so just, well, uh, just some uh, standout <laughs> things. Outstanding drama series. Uh, Game of Thrones one. Um I don't know if that was necessarily because it was better than all these other series, but just it, it earned it. It had earned it. But it, it wasn't before, though, right? So I don't know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, you know, I wonder, again, when we're going to see something like Game of Thrones, as we've posited before, um, like something on that, that scale, uh, where you can tell... Or the Wizards' the first rules. Yeah. <laughs> Legend of the Seeker. Every time yeah, I turned Legend on Legend of the, the Seeker, Seeker, they were like running around in the middle of a forest. <laughs> they had no budget in New Zealand. Yeah. yeah, they had no budget, zero budget for that. Uh, oh, they have the Wheel of Time coming out, which I'm. I there's not enough meh for me to talk about that. Ugh, I know. Uh, I read two of those books, and I was like, nope. So, anyways, Game of Thrones one one. Uh, let's see. Um, for the uh, lead actresses. Uh, um, Amelia Clark was nominated, but did not win. Um, there were no supporting actors uh, for from Game of Thrones, surprisingly. Um, Wait, what? That one or nominated? That were nominated. I thought I saw. Or, or wait, let me. Maybe I'm looking at the wrong thing here. Yeah, there were. There were. Uh... 
I want to say almost all oh, of them. Oh yeah, were. okay. So that's sorry. Outstanding supporting actor in a drama series. Uh, you know, Alfie Allen, Nikolai Costa-Waldo, uh, Peter Dinklage, mm-hmm. the Dink, the Dink, and the Dink yeah, won. He won. Yeah, the Dink yeah. won. Uh, he so he won it before, right? I think he. Yeah. He had, yeah. Um. But I want to feel like he didn't even do much this he, year. You know, he's he he was so good, but his like character kind of petered out. No pun intended. Peter. <laughs> oh, Peter. Uh, but, uh, and then uh, supporting actress was like almost all Game of Thrones. So Lena Headey, Gwendolyn Christie, Sophie Turner, Maisie Williams. So it's basically every every woman on that cast uh, in the last last season that didn't get decapitated uh, <laughs> was nominated. Uh, but sadly, none of them won. Uh, Julia Garner for Ozark won it. I've watched like the first episode of Ozark. It seemed fine. Uh, I, I've heard good things about Ozark, but I've got a long list of things to, to get to, and that's not one of them. Yeah, it was only meh for me after what I only saw the first episode. Also, I was like, meh. So yeah, Game of Thrones came to an end. It was come to an end, and it finished out with twelve Emmys. So it did all right for itself. Uh, I do love that Gwen Gwendolyn Christie was was nominated. Um, and hey. I don't know if you guys have seen pictures of the, the outfit that she, she wore to the Emmys, but it was pretty rad. She looked like a Roman senator. Yeah, or it was something. like something like, like a Pope like Pope Jesus or something like that. Like, <laughs> but, it, but it was pretty rad. Like I, I, I liked it. Like I you know, for something like I normally couldn't care less, like like, oh yeah, she looks good in that or she looks dumb in it or he looks dumb in that or you know, but that's about as far as my critique goes. Um, but I but I thought hers was actually cool. Um so yeah, Emmy stuff. Uh, I did. I did go out of my way to watch the in memoriam, the the dead people celebration, because that's that's my jam for these awards <laughs> award ceremonies. And I was I, I was sad as usual, but I was surprised by by some of the people that that passed that I did was not aware of. Uh, like like Rip Torn, I thought it was dead years ago, but <laughs> apparently it was this. Year. Oh yeah, so, that was only this year. Yeah, wow, that was yes, yeah, so that's sad. Uh, and, and a few others, uh, but uh, just keep moving along. Got something lighter here. Uh, I saw the Birds of Prey one sheet. I don't know if you guys have seen that. Uh, I don't know what that is. You don't know what Birds of Prey is? No, one sheet. The poster. Oh. Why didn't you say poster, though? Yeah, it was your f- fancy lad words. Sure, yeah. Sure, yeah. <laughs> oh, garage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a poster for that, a new poster came out where it's basically just uh, Harley Quinn, Margot Robbie's face, like taking up the whole thing, and a, and a few silhouettes of others, and it's like got psychedelic colors. And I I don't know if this is gonna be good or not. Um, I thought Margot Robbie was pretty much the only good part of, <laughs> of Suicide Squad, but that you know that's not saying much, like. Because that movie was so terrible, uh, but this movie's gonna have her back as Harley Quinn. It's gonna have Mary Elizabeth Winstead, so I'm on board for that, as as the Huntress, amongst others. Uh, so that is there. A quick review. I don't remember if I talked about this last week. Did I talk about Undone? I don't know if you guys remember or not. But the I don't remember. Uh, show mm-hmm. on Amazon Prime that just came out. Um, it's by the the same people that did BoJack Horseman. Um, it's like a rotoscope. Oh, animation. I've seen trailers for this. Yeah, I think, it looks I think, awesome. I think we were talking about this on Sunday, Alex, but you're probably too drunk to remember. But yeah, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah it's this cool rotoscope style animation where they you know they they film the live actors and then animate over it and then they're able to do what they want with the, the background and other stuff around them and do other mm-hmm. like psychedelic stuff, uh, trippy stuff with. Uh, the sci-fi elements that are going on, and I'm I'm really enjoying it so far. It's it's kind of like um, I guess so far it's like low stakes sci-fi, um, and uh, yeah, I, I enjoying the characters. Um, I recommend it again. Amazon Prime. I don't I don't want to get too far into it because it's kind of hard to talk about it without spoiling it. Um, but uh, yeah, if, if the episodes are only half hour pop. So give it a, give it a whirl if you don't like it, and that's only a half hour of your time. 
uh, and then uh, finally uh, making the rounds of the, the internet. I haven't really read any articles about what prompted this, but I'm hearing talk that they want to remake they being shitty Hollywood wants to mm-hmm. remake the Princess Bride. Ugh. And yeah, I heard about this. Yeah, too. I, I don't think no. we, I don't think we need to discuss why that's a horrible idea. But I wanted to ask you guys, like, can you think of a movie that, like, would be worse, like, that, that needs a remake less than The Princess Bride? A New Hope? Yeah. So it's like Star Wars. Jaws. Raiders of the Last Ark. Jaws. Yeah. Yep. But Princess Bride would be right up there. I mean, just... Yeah. To, Agreed. If you take these movies that are pitch perfect, like, I, I just don't see... Like Pitch Perfect would... also should not <laughs> yeah, be right like, well, Yeah, that's up there too. Pitch Perfect 2 and Pitch Perfect 3 as well. Uh... So I found out about it from a tweet on Twitter. It was Carrie Elway's retweeted. There's a shortage of perfect movies yeah. out there. It would, be a yeah. dip. it would be a shame to remake this one. You know, was... I was dying when I read it that. Was funny, I... I was just waiting for uh, what's his, Wally Shawn to just say, inconceivable. Yeah. I mean, just, just all the... Yeah, like I said, I don't want to get too much into it because it's just so obvious. Like, like Andre the Giant, like, you're going to get to do that. The Rock, like, I love The Rock. I, yeah, Big Show. I love, like, Dave Bautista. Yeah, even Big Show. Like, those guys are all, I love to see them in a movie, but not for that. It's not, not the same. It's not the same. Uh, no. So... Who are you going to get to play Fred Savage? <laughs> ben Savage? <laughs> <laughs> Randy Savage. Randy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Peter Falk. Who, I guess Kate McKinnon. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> yeah, there it is. <laughs> so, yeah, that that's mostly what I want to talk about. I, I, I mentioned before during our, our crossover list that there's a, cow, a live action Cowboy Bebop in the works um, starring John Cho as the uh, main character of Spike Spiegel and others. Um, I think it's cool that it's getting the live action treatment. Um, you know, I'm I don't think it's going to add anything to the series, but it might be fun to see what they do with it. Uh, yeah. So, yep, there that is. Uh, Alex, anything you wanted to talk about? Yeah, it's been a while since I've seen like a really good anime, and one that, that I had no expectations of and really hooked me was uh, Demon Slayer on Hulu. It's got a. I didn't watch it for a long time because it just had a generic name, and I was like, eh, not interested. And then, out of a whim, I just gave it a shot. And it blew me away. Like, the storytelling is really cool. The art style that they use is amazing. Uh, I recommend. That's crazy. Jeff was telling me about this other thing that he watched called Demon Lair that he really liked. <laughs> yeah. But I don't think it's... Yeah, I don't think, very I don't, underappreciated. I don't, I don't think it's quite the same thing. But maybe I'll check out both of them. <laughs> there mm-hmm. you go. Right, anything else, Alex? Nope. All right, Jeff, anything you want to talk about? Yes, but I forgot. <laughs> how's how's the hockey going? Hockey is just start, not even starting yet. It's still preseason. So does does preseason I hockey matter at all? Is it like all the other professional sports where it only matters just for guys trying to make the team and for getting people that were going to make the team hurt? Yeah, I mean they play like I like in football where they rarely play. They do play. You know the stars play, but you know obviously it is more about the the rookies and the other guys, and also uh, if you have a new coach, learning the new system and stuff like that. But yeah, it's really it's too long, and yeah, all these guys too come old. back. They're, too old. Thing to is, begin not, the training before players would drink beers all summer and then use the training camp to get in shape. Now these guys are in shape all year round, so it's kind <laughs> of a waste. I thought you were going to say now they just drink beer all year round. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would have been better. Um. So one thing I don't know if we've talked about the they announced the Netflix is having the Breaking Bad movie. Did we mention this? Uh, I don't think we've talked about it. Yeah. Yeah. So there was another trailer that came out, and it's called El Camino, and it's supposed to take place. It sounds like right after uh, the series ends. Um, if you haven't seen the series, I won't talk about it. But if you have seen it, it's 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 going to be interesting. Um, so there's that. Um. Trying to think if there's any Star Wars news. There's not really much, but just getting ready for. I mean, Mandalorian's gonna land this November, right? 
Oh yeah. yeah. So that's basically a month and a half out. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Disney yeah, there's going to be The Mandalorian in November, and they're going to do week by week, so they're not going to do Netflix style, so it's going to be one week at a time, which will lead right into the new movie. There's also the new video game coming out, uh, Fallen Jedi or something, I don't know, I forgot, mm-hmm. but there's that, but there's something else I wanted to talk about. Do we, do we I don't know, split, but they... Do you guys want to split the Disney Plus account? I already bought one. Yeah. It was like... Four dollars a month or something. If you did this pre, so I already paid for three years. <laughs> Sucker. Yeah. No, there was something else I was going to talk about. So, oh, have you guys heard anything about the Lord of the Rings TV show? Uh, just that it's going to be filmed in New Zealand, which is not really a surprise. Yeah. Um, that it was going to take place outside of the the Third Age or whatever. Okay. I know I heard about it, but I haven't heard anything since, so... I could be wrong about that last part. So it's not a retelling of Lord of the Rings, it's just different stories. I think, yeah, I think it's like a different era or whatever. I, I mm-hmm. could be totally wrong about that. It definitely is being filmed in New Zealand, though. Because that's pretty much Miller. Yeah. It, it is true. Um, That's it. And then, um, one just a shout-out to William Grimwood and his recommendation. We will try to get that in, buddy. Uh, I already forgot the name. Star Force, Star Cast, Star Crash. Thanks for the recommendation. We, we'll get it out there one of these days. We looked at a couple of the pictures that came up when googling it, and it looks amazing. Yeah. <laughs> it looks multi banner. We're gonna. Well, that's another thing we talk about. So we're hitting. This is the last episode, kind of up September. So we're gonna start doing our Halloween movies. So get ready for a few weeks of. Spooky. It's gonna be spooky scary. Spooky scary. <laughs> um. All right, and that's all I got. So, uh, listen, you guys have anything else? Nope. All right. Nope. Thanks for listening, everybody. I can't believe you made it this far. We at Hans Shop First would like to thank you for listening and supporting the podcast. We would love to hear from you, so feel free to contact us on Facebook and Twitter at Hans Shop First. Also, please leave us a review on iTunes. Reviews are greatly appreciated and help us get more exposure. Once again, thanks for listening and supporting the podcast.